I was thinking of doing a new section of these videos, which we'll call the art gallery section of the video, in which I show different works of art. And I've got one here, which my daughter made and gave to me. It's, it's one of those uh, bubble blowing things. I don't know if this is even gonna work here if I put it up this close. But the, the bubbles, they have faces, yeah. So I'm happy, very happy to receive this. I like going to art galleries. And one of the things that you will notice if you go to them in Europe or North America is how often Jesus shows up. And then that kind of raises this question of how much Jesus there really is in Western culture, Western society. The historian Yaroslav Pelikan, who worked for years and years at Yale University, um, said that if you had this big um, super magnet and you tried to pull all of Jesus out of Western culture, he, he, he's not sure how much would really be left. He's touched everything. Uh, Pelican calls him the most dominant figure. And that's why in the last video I used this uh, metaphor of, of rocks. Um, Jesus is involved in the cultural aspects and the mental aspects of uh, Western culture to the same degree that all those rocks of ancient society, of European society, are still here. They've just been kind of reused and put in different places. And the problem with Jesus, not so much the rocks, is that all we see are the pieces, the things that have um, landed in different sections and parts of our society and our thinking. But he doesn't come together in a whole um, in a way that really makes sense for us today. Welcome to the Sanctus Forum. I am Michael Stewart Robb, better known as Mike, and these are the conspiracy commentaries. Conspiracy, not because we do anything with conspiracy theories, but because we're reading The Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard. Well, you're reading it, I'm talking about it, and maybe you're talking about it if you leave a comment in any of the videos. Um, we've got people watching that that really sounds really creepy, uh, but yeah, there's there's um, that's a good way to interact with uh, the channel and with the Sanctus Forum. Anyway, today we are reading the first chapter still, so you're not far behind, and we are in the second large section of the chapter. There are four sections to this chapter. We finished with the first one, pages one through 11, and now we're reading a word from a different reality. And we're on the second little heading there, a world historical force. And just so you know, uh, Dallas has done a lot of talking about, um, yeah, Western society, the ideas we have here, how they come to us through the university or have come to us through history. And now he's going to switch and 
talk about Jesus um, because he thinks he is really important and he thinks that there's something about Jesus that we don't get. And basically, it's Jesus' main message, his main purpose in life. So, um, in this section, A World Historical Force, he, he's going to give you a preview of what's going to come in the second chapter. And that's where he's going to talk about Gospels. It's kind of a, a Bible word, uh, means good news. And he says that uh, there's kind of two here, he says, there's kind of two that you'll hear. Um, if you're outside of Jesus's circle, you're kind of outside looking in, or even if you're on the inside, there's two you'll hear. The first one is a gospel about what happens after you die. And the second one is a gospel of correcting social practices um, or rooting out structural evils in society. Now, the second one sounds really modern because it's in a sense gone mainstream. I mean, it's been around for a long time um, in in our culture, but now it's kind of, it's certainly not just something that the church does. Actually, the first one kind of thought to be maybe the, the orthodox gospel. Be careful with that, kind of the, the standard one, kind of what happens after you die, is um, it's kind of softened a bit, I find, that in churches that preach that sort of thing, you won't find them talking very much about what actually happens after you die. Um, and yet there's still sort of this idea that they're important, their gospel is important because it has an effect on what happens after you die. But they're not gonna really tell you. It's not like they're gonna explain you know, these words, heaven and hell, which may not actually be what happens after you die. It's, we're going to talk more about heaven in the rest of the, in uh, the chapter three of the book. Um, but I'm rambling. What Dallas is going to say about these, this is pretty severe, is he says that these are invitations, standing invitations, to omit God, let me get this correct, from the course of our daily existence. In other words, they really don't have much to do with what you do when you're waking and sleeping. Uh, obviously, the kind of after you die thing, yeah, doesn't have anything to do with what you're doing before you die. And the other thing, um, correcting social practices, even for those who are very deep in that, even for politicians, lobbyists, protest organizers, whatever, they're not spending the majority of their life on those high moments of doing that stuff. That's, that's really not what their, their life mostly is made up of. And then he's going to say that, can that really be possible? Can a person who has had this much impact on at least this part of the world over the centuries, and increasingly in the 20th century and 21st century, globally, I mean, it's always been global, but Western culture has had a special history, let's say. Can that really be possible if Jesus really doesn't have anything to do with our real life? 
And it's kind of a rhetorical question. Dallas sort of assumes no. And so then he just tries here at the end. This is one of my favorite parts of uh, this chapter. Um, I've just closed the book and now I have to open it again to find it. Looking, looking, looking. Here it is. He's going to tell you what he th why he thinks Jesus did make the impact that he did. Here it is. Jesus's enduring relevance is based on his historically proven ability to speak to and heal and empower the individual human condition. So I'm going to leave you with that. Um, but what I want you to think about here is this word individual, individual human condition. Um, that's you. That's you. And what he's saying is that Jesus has the ability to speak to, heal, and empower you. And that's why he has made such an impact on, at least in Western culture, uh, everything. Everything. And increasingly, globally because he's interested in you. So do uh, like and subscribe, um, you know, do all that great stuff. Head over to sanctus.institute and sign up for our monthly newsletter. And we'll see you next time.